Welcome to Declassified Live. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing this morning? A lot to talk about. I told you guys we were going to be talking about NATO today. So much to talk about with the NATO summit. Oh, we got a lot to talk about. Big, 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 massive wins, massive wins for Donald Trump yesterday over at this NATO summit. Massive, massive wins for Donald Trump. I, in fact, I don't even know um, how we're going to handle all of this winning here in the United States. I really don't. I, I simply don't. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's getting to the point where we are, uh, we're just winning too much. We're just winning way, way, way too much. Good morning. Oh, the NATO summit. I'm in. All right, Shadow Bite. All right. So let's discuss. Let's first discuss <clears throat> what Trump's objective was. Going over there. Let's do it in broad strokes. And we're also going to talk about, a little bit later, Judge Brett Kavanaugh, Donald Trump's Supreme Court pick, and how the left is hysterically trying to smear him, and how stupid their attacks are, how failed they are. Henrik Studio says, good evening. Good evening, Henrik. Where are you calling from or, or logging in from? It's evening where you are, because it's early morning here on the east coast of the U.S. All right, well, let's talk about NATO. All right, so Trump has this. NATO summit, and all Trump was asking, and think about how ridiculous our left is, all Trump was asking was for NATO nations to stop putting about 70 to 75% of the financial burden on the United States. Hey, John Zealand, good morning. <clears throat> Norway, Henrik is from Norway, awesome. Norway, by the way, looks like a gorgeous, gorgeous country. A friend of mine goes every year. One of the places on my bucket list, dying to go there. Yuka from Finland. I love, I love, I love our audience. The international nature of our audience. Love it. Thank you so much for watching. So what Trump wanted out of NATO was for NATO to not impose a financial burden, or for really footing the bill for 70 to 75, not 72% of NATO on the United States. Seems pretty fair, right? Well, the left was hysterical about that. Then they realized that um, <clears throat> Trump's position was polling very well with the American people. Very well with the American people. Shadowbite's from Tunisia, so it's 12 p.m. right now. Wow. Ross Stubbs from Australia. Ashley from the Netherlands. This is awesome. I love this. And so they, they, the left here in the United States went hysterical and said, oh, my God, Donald Trump is alienating all of our allies and allies love us under Barack Obama, but they don't love us anymore under Donald Trump. The world's going to hate us. America, we should impeach him. Well, Americans said, well, you know, simple math. <laughs> well, you know, if we're a member of NATO and they're members of NATO and we're contributing a lot more than they are, well, then they should contribute more. So the Democrats backed off, criticizing Trump for asking NATO to pay their fair share. Bumblebee Productions, Texas. John Zeeland says, Ashley, good morning, Ashley. Trump is opening the world's eyes to the fake EU Germany. I'm John, I took the words out of my mouth. I was going there. So the Democrats backed off being hysterical about Trump asking us to, uh, Trump asking NATO to pay their fair share, right? They whirled back, they, the Democrats, the left here in the States backed off. The new hysteria is that Donald Trump had the audacity to get tough on Germany for engaging in an oil and gas pipeline deal with Russia, the nation that NATO exists to protect Europe from, right? I mean, this is how stupid this all is. NATO was created to protect Europe from a Russian invasion. So Trump goes out there and he says, and I'm going to paraphrase him. He basically told Merkel and other German officials, 
in essence, well, it doesn't make any sense. You want protection from Russia. Up until 30 years ago, you were a satellite. The eastern part of your nation was a communist Russian satellite. We got rid of that. NATO exists to make sure it never happens again. And you're making Russia richer. That's what Germany was doing. And Trump essentially said to one of the German uh, diplomats, you're making Russia richer. That's not a hard line on Russia. Stop giving Russia money. Because when you give somebody money, you make them more powerful. Well, the hysteria here in the States was off the charts from the left. It was a massive win for Donald Trump because NATO then stepped up and said, well, you know what? You're right. We're going to spend more money. Now, here's a story out of the Washington Times. NATO, mission accomplished. Trump gets NATO members to spend more on defense. President Trump's intense pressure on fellow NATO member countries to spend more on defense paid off Thursday with countries committing to spend $33 billion this year's. NATO mem- this year, NATO members also committed to accelerating the timetable to reach the agreed-upon spending level of 2% of GDP. And Trump announced that at a press conference over in Brussels. But that wasn't enough. JC, good day from Australia. JC, we have the same initials. I like it. So the predictable left gets hysterical. John Kerry, the weakest Secretary of State in U.S. history, puts out this crying statement. Oh, my God. God, he's insulted everybody. He's insulted people and he's demeaned them. And he's, oh, shut up, Harry, shut up. Somewhere James Taylor is happy you're not calling him to play concerts anymore. Now, my favorite though, the most egregious lie was from Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi put out a tweet. I'm not even gonna dignify her by looking for it. I'll paraphrase it. And her tweet said, essentially, by criticizing Germany, Trump is showing he's more loyal to Putin than he is to Germany. Now, Nancy Pelosi is either a a mentally challenged adult or a liar, maybe both. Nancy Pelosi is lying to the American people. Now, there are a lot of low information people, and that is not an insult. I say low information not because I don't think they're intelligent, not because I don't think they have a grasp of the subject matter. They're busy. There are a lot of people out there with hectic schedules, working two jobs, raising families who don't have time to consume news. I have to do it as a job, right? I have to consume everything so I can bring you analysis. I don't have, uh, you know, the luxury of of not consuming news. But A lot of people out there get up at 5 a.m. They got to get their kids ready for school. They're off to their first job. They come home to their second job home. They eat dinner. They're exhausted. They get into bed and they wanna watch mindless television. Now, I admit I'm one of those people in the evening. I consume news from about 5.30 a.m. to prepare for the show during the morning. And uh, when I get home, I wanna watch anything but news. I watch Forged in Fire and and Fast and Loud and shows about race cars, mindless entertainment. So that all being said, Nancy Pelosi understands that a good portion of America wants to be able to fundamentally trust their politicians and their mainstream media. So. She puts out a tweet that essentially says that by being hard on Germany, Trump is being soft on Putin, that he's showing more loyalty to Putin. It was a lie. Trump literally, literally told Germany, don't give Russia more money, make Russia weaker. Take money away from Russia. Don't give them money. Make them poorer, not richer. And Nancy Pelosi lied, the former Speaker of the House, the Democrat majority leader in the House of Representatives, 
one minority leader, I'm sorry. She's a Democrat minority leader. She's the ranking Democrat in the House of Representatives, the minority leader. She's in the minority. Nancy Pelosi lied to the faces of the American people that didn't have the time or the inclination to dig into the facts. That's reprehensible. And that's where Republican majority leadership should be calling her out. It's disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. But I expect no less from Queen Nancy. Sally and Sally, I'm going to say your last name. Spiewakowski, did I get it right? Or Spiewakowski or Spiewakowski? How dare John Kerry criticize anyone? He achieved nothing, made no difference to the people of the USA and drew a salary he didn't earn. Not to mention married a rich woman and lives off her. John Kerry wasn't only the worst Secretary of State in U.S. history. I think he was the most dangerous Secretary of State in U.S. history. I think John Kerry was uh, incredibly dangerous. The Iran deal, allowing ISIS to proliferate. And now he's seemingly throwing a temper tantrum because Donald Trump had the audacity to ask NATO to pay their fair share. But even worse, Trump won. He won. Now, interestingly, and I'm, I'm going to talk more about the U.K. in shows upcoming, but Theresa May was cozy with Donald Trump. He needs him. She needs him. She is in political peril. She's in the political fight of her life. She needs Donald Trump right now. And it's, it, 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 it's left to be seen how Donald Trump is going to uh, handle that one. Andre says, Trump is the greatest thing to happen in the world. I pray he crushes the Soviet 2.0 called the EU Next Love from Norway. Love from Norway, love it. Look, that's exactly what Trump is doing because Trump understands that, that, that certain things are inextricably linked, right? Your economic energy, homeland, national security, and global security policies are all linked together. And really, economic security is national security and is global security. And those with the most money and those with the most resources win. That's why the United States is asking other nations to pay their fair share. That's why Donald Trump is asking Germany not to give Russia more money. That's why Donald Trump is imposing tariffs on China. And that's why Donald Trump has made or will make the U.S. the largest net producer and exporter of oil by 2022-2023, the end of his term. Because all of that together makes the U.S. and its allies much richer, much more powerful, and much stronger. And it's as simple as that. But globalists like John Kerry and Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, they hate that. They are hysterical. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, that whole crew. They are absolutely hysterical at the thought of an exceptionally strong United States, a United States that can help its allies, enrich its allies, make its allies more powerful, stronger. They don't want that. They do not want that. Mad X Jim, I'm going to digress for one second, says, I just want the Yanks to understand that London does not represent the whole of the UK. It's in its own liberal bubble. We do understand that, Jim. I was asked yesterday what I think of, of the UK. And I said, the people are amazing. The governments, especially Sadiq Khan in London, suck. But Jim, we have the same problem here in the US. We don't want the rest of the world to think that San Francisco and New York City are representative of the whole United States. It's those little liberally run bubbles with their pockets of weirdo leftist people. So I feel your pain, Jim, and we understand it. Believe me, we do. We do. Uh, Jerry Williams says, where was it? I like that comment. Nancy Pelosi is a psychotic clown. I couldn't agree more. I think that was actually a great way to sum that up. A great way to sum that up. 
Inquisitor of Texas, I've been laughing my ass off ever since the presidential elections. This last while has been priceless. And it really has. It really has. Because Trump is winning. And he's winning by keeping campaign promises. You know, people always said to me, uh, the never Trumpers, they were particularly moronic. He's not a conservative. We're principled conservatives. Principled conservatives. He is not a conservative. He said, well, his policies sound pretty conservative. He's not a conservative. You don't even know what a conservative is. Well, to them, apparently a conservative is open borders. A conservative means being a doormat for Democrats. A conservative means drinking a little tea with your pinky out and, and wearing a little bow tie and, and speaking very politely. And when people like Nancy Pelosi are vicious, you want to engage in conciliatory debate like those idiots, Bill Crystal and George Will. No, Trump came in and he said, all right, there are things that are fundamentally broken. So instead of going from A to Q and then back to D and then around the corner to R to T and S and then going in circles, I'm just going to go from A to B to fix them. And he did. And you know what wound up happening? The solution always turned out to be a conservative policy. See, that is the story that's not being told. The liberals aren't hysterical because Donald Trump is a conservative ideologue. The liberals are hysterical because he isn't. And he went into it as an objective problem solver. And the solutions are all shaking out to be conservative policies as we check those boxes off. That's what's terrifying the left more than anything, is that you got a guy who was a New York City Democrat, but he's also the world's greatest pragmatist. And when he figured out how to get from A to B in the most efficient way, the way that best solved the problem, well, the end result was a conservative policy. And it works. It's working. The U.S. is richer. ISIS is decimated. We're getting immigration under control with zero tolerance. The policies are working. The Democrats have no message going into 2020 because I don't care who you are. I don't care where your emotions lie. You never can argue with success. You can't argue with a successful end result. You just can't do it. Sally Spiewakowski, Sally, did I get your name right? Please, I hope I did, is in Scotland. Sally, thanks for joining us from Scotland. Beautiful, beautiful place. Trump is much admired here in Scotland. And please don't believe the English people dislike Trump. The only people who don't are the loony left. I know that. I know that. Look, we were told there were going to be all these massive protests against Trump at NATO. Thousands were going to protest. Travel advisories like two dozen people showed up. Two dozen people showed up. Jim says, if I'm an American and silly enough to want to visit the UK right now, then I won't see the proper UK. If, you, if I limit myself to London and its outskirts. Well, Fortunately, I've got friends, Americans and Brits who told me the same. And uh, when I can make a trip over there, I'm just so busy being on air every day. But when I can make a trip over, I will. And believe me, there are many, many places I want to see outside London. I want to see London, but many places outside London. I, I've been to London, a beautiful city, much like New York. And if you can just enjoy the architecture and the art and the history and ignore the loony left, well, then it's a great place to visit. Look, I think Chicago is a great city. Great restaurants, great vibe. I really enjoy Chicago. I just ignore the crazy leftists and I stay out of the neighborhoods where people are killing each other. Uh, Sally wants to see Trump fly to Scotland. I would love to see that. He's got a golf course over there. He's got a golf course over there. I know his sons. I know Don better than I, Junior, better than I know Eric, but I know they love to go over there and, and play as well. Peter Zaro donated. Oh, and I forgot to mention, as I always do, because I get so excited to bring the show, we can super chat. Uh, you guys can donate a couple of bucks like Peter did. 
Peter's comment is awesome. Peter, by the way, thanks for the donation. Uh, Peloso, I assume you mean Pelosi, equals the living dead. I like that as well. So I've got Nancy Pelosi today. Make a note. I've got Psychotic Clown. And I've got the living dead. I love it. Let's see. I think Trump is conservative on some issues. <clears throat> Rogue One says Trump is conservative on some issues, liberal on others, like any sane person. Yeah, I think, look, I think that's a great analysis, Rogue. I think it's a really good analysis because he's, like I said, he's a doer. He's a problem solver. I think on social issues, he leans more left because he doesn't care. Like, you know, I don't care about gay marriage, quite honestly. I'm libertarian on that issue. So many other <clears throat> issues for me to solve in the world, solve, but analyze and help try to solve, that I don't really care who sleeps with who. If that doesn't make me a principled conservative, well, so be it. I just don't care who sleeps with who. I couldn't care less. But um, because it's just not an issue of importance to me. I just don't care. I do care that a Christian baker is forced to make a cake for a gay couple's wedding. I don't want to see that happen, <clears throat> but I have no problem with that gay couple marrying. If the baker doesn't want to make a cake, go to another bakery. Just don't care. I don't care if states legalize marijuana. I've got a friend who's a neurologist. He swears one of the most brilliant physicians I know, a neurosurgeon, a brain surgeon, <coughs> excuse me, a brain surgeon, literally. He swears by the marijuana trials he's given his patients for chronic pain and, and other, other issues. And so I've, I've got some, some uh, very good anecdotal evidence from some brilliant people, two of his partners in his medical practice who engaged in these trials as well swear by it. So it's like, I don't care about those issues. I care about immigration, national security, the economy, crime, getting NATO in check, keeping Russia and China and North Korea in check. You guys want to sleep together and buy a house together? I couldn't care less. Two women want to do the same? Who cares? Couldn't care less. JC says Trump runs the U.S. as a business and it's a good way of thinking. Yeah, it is. Dali likes my shirt with the dancing ladies. So funny and cute. And it's really, really comfortable. And it's been really hot here in South Florida. Yeah, it's a good shirt. I, when, I, when I saw this, I had to pick it up. It was, uh, it's fun. It's fun and, and it's really comfortable for these hot, hot and humid summer, summer, summer South Florida days. Uh, the way the EU is treating my president, I say leave NATO and bring our troops home. Not yet. He'll come around. They'll come around. They will, they will come around. Yes, you got my name right. I'm an immigrant from Maine and love President Trump. Sally, I've got great friends in Maine. They live on Mount Desert Island in, right in the town of Bar Harbor. When I lived in New York, I would spend every summer up there for a few weeks and pop up in the fall as well. Maine is absolutely beautiful. Actually planning a trip up there uh, later in the summer, early in the fall for a weekend. Haven't seen them in a while and really miss being up there. By the way, the best lobster in the world coming right off the boat, and I'm a lobster fan. Uh, the Caribbean lobster I get down here when I scuba dive, a little bit different. <clears throat> All right, so let's talk about this other story. Then we're going to go back to the comments. So Brett Kavanaugh is nominated to the Supreme Court by Donald Trump. The guy, by all rights and accounts, is like a saint. He's like the nicest guy in the world, all right? He coaches his kids' basketball games, uh, his daughters. He feeds the homeless. Yesterday, there's an op-ed in the Washington Post by a woman who knows him. Uh, their kids go to school together. Her daughter is his daughter's friend and classmate. The woman basically says, look, I don't follow politics that much. I don't know much about him as a judge, but as a human being... Everyone who knows him would unanimously vote to confirm him. He's the greatest guy in the world, a family man. And then toward the end of the story, her op-ed piece in the Washington Post, she says that her husband passed away a few years ago. One of the hardest parts was that her daughter 
would have felt excluded from the daddy-daughter dance at the school. And she said, Brett Kavanaugh, without missing a beat, stepped right up and brings her daughter with his daughter, and he dances with them both. And he's her stand-in dad for that event and her games and other milestones in her life. He's just a good guy. He's known as Coach K. He's known as the carpool dad. They can't find any dirt on this guy, right? So here's a story in The Hill, <clears throat> repurposed from the Washington Post. Kavanaugh incurred tens of thousands in credit card debt buying Washington's Nas- Washington Nationals tickets, a baseball team in Washington, D.C. Report. They then go on to say it goes up to $200,000, the debt, because of a loan. Well, you ready for this? Here's why Brett Kavanaugh incurred all that debt. He's a terrible, terrible guy, actually. Turns out we were wrong about him. He's a horrible guy. He renovated his house, and he bought baseball tickets in bulk for he and his friends, for the kids. Put them on his credit card. Here's where it gets really bad. You know the last paragraph of the story? Here's the headline again. Kavanaugh incurred tens of thousands in credit card debt buying Washington Nationals tickets. Report. Washington Post reports. He's reported having up to $200,000 in debt. Well, then we find out he reported it (laughs) on the disclosures for his background check to be nominated for the Supreme Court. He reported this. Home equity loan and putting baseball tickets on his credit card. But here's the best part. This is literally the last paragraph in the Hill story. Should have been the first. Literally the last paragraph. Ready? Last year, Kavanaugh's credit card debts and loan. You ready? Hope you're sitting down. Because if you thought Kavanaugh was a good guy, it's going to shock you. Credit card debts and loan appeared to be paid off. What? (laughs) Appeared to be paid off or fell below the year's reporting requirements, meaning it was down to nothing. Oh, and by the way, this $200,000 in debt for home renovations and baseball tickets occurred over, occurred over the last 10 years. So he probably, for the bulk of that, took a home equity loan to renovate his home and space it out over 30 years, something pretty much every American homeowner does at some point when they want to update their kitchens and bathrooms or paint their house. And then he put a few grand on his credit card each season for baseball tickets. By the way, that the White House says... The judge's friends reimbursed him for their share of the tickets. And now that he's in the running for Supreme Court, he's no longer buying the season tickets. So this story is exactly this headline. Again, Kavanaugh incurred tens of thousands in credit card debt buying Washington Nationals tickets. This headline. And then you scroll down to the last paragraph that says, oh, but he paid it all off and it's all fine. And he, he disclosed the information and everything is where it should be. Is exactly why we call it, what do we call it? Fake, exactly why we call it fake news. Exactly. Unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. The baby Trump balloon is the only white baby in London without... All right, this is funny. John Zealand says the baby Trump balloon is the only white baby in London without the name Muhammad. Well, I don't think that's true, but point taken. Muslim, uh, Muslim migrants are overrunning the UK. Much of Europe. Goldie 400 is back. My favorite 16-year-old conservative whose dad is a Royal Marine. Goldie, great to see you. Thanks for coming back into the show today. Okay, Ben Thompson says, I'm in Sweden right now. Now we are going to go back to your comments and let's discuss. So Ben Thompson says, I'm in Sweden right now. And I really want to know what you think of this, this, these attacks on Judge Kavanaugh and what you think of Brett Kavanaugh as a Supreme Court pick. Chime in, let me know. And again, you can super chat. Your chat will pop right up. In a really prominent banner, uh, donate a couple of bucks, 
people do that. I'll say how wonderful you are. Be the smartest person in the world. It'd be the greatest thing you ever did. All right, Ben Thompson says, I'm in Sweden right now. Immigration is insane. 20 Muslims to one Swede in my city. Crazy crime rise. How can I challenge the debaters who keep telling me nothing is wrong with Sweden? Look up the rape stats. Look up the crime stats that it appears Swedish officials have been burying. There are, there are reports out there. Ben, what city are you in in Sweden? Are you in Stockholm? Are you in Malmo? Let me know. <clears throat> I know uh, several cities there are having these problems. Curious which one you're in. Let's go back. Trump has changed. John Zeland says Trump has changed what a conservative should be, and people are walking away from the libtard party. They are. You know, I spoke uh, at length uh, t- once, once uh, yesterday and again last week with Brandon Straka. Straka is the, uh, the gay guy from New York City who was a Democrat far leftist. He started the walkaway movement. It was his YouTube video that went viral. Really, really nice guy. And I, I mean, I think the guy's awesome because he really is looking at politics the way he should. He, it's not about identity. I hate to even say I was a gay dude. That wasn't it. He, he, he says it. He said, look, I was gay. I was a New Yorker. I was in the fashion industry as a hairdresser and a stylist. Everyone around me was rabidly liberal. I just thought that's what you had to be. He said, but then one day I started saying, well, things can't be that bad with Donald Trump and with the Republicans. These people can't be evil. And I started doing my own research. This is Brandon Straka, the head of the walkaway movement. And uh, like I've probably spoken to the guy for about a full hour, of, half an hour to an hour at length over the last two weeks. And he said, I just started doing my own research, my own homework, comparing it to what my liberal friends believed was true because of listening to people like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and only watching CNN or MSNBC or reading Mother Jones or going to New York City dinner parties, LA dinner parties, then they weren't just a little bit wrong. He said they were literally completely wrong. Like on some issues where they thought Trump did this, Trump actually did that. And it was something that had it been a Democrat, they would be cheering. And so Brandon had said, basically for his own personal integrity, for his own uh, personal code, really, he didn't want to live a lie anymore. He didn't want to live a lie. And you saw what happened to him. He uh, recently went to Adorama, a very large camera store in New York City. Love Adorama. I order from them online. I'm a little bit, I play with photography a little bit. And uh, an employee at Adorama recognized him and refused to serve him, refused to help him buying some gear, whatever he was buying. Well, the owners of Adorama got wind of this. They got wind of the story, called him, apologized, invited him back in and said, nope. That is absolutely not our policy. This is one employee. This has been, I believe the employee was fired. This has been taken care of. You're more than welcome here. So businesses are now wisening up, wisening up to the fact that a lot of conservatives out there can't just, the the Obama days are over where leftists can crush your freedom of speech, your freedom of thought. Those days are over. Stop doing it. A lot of conservatives out there and businesses are not giving in. You saw what happened at the Red Hen restaurant when they kicked out Sarah Huckabee Sanders. The place is pretty much out of business. The woman who uh, owned the place had to step down off the local chamber of commerce. Then there was that bookstore in Richmond, Virginia, where Steve Bannon was harassed by a woman. Well, the owner of the bookstore threatened to call the police on the woman and issued a statement saying, no, no, no. We threatened to call the police when she refused to leave. She stopped harassing. She wouldn't stop harassing Bannon. This is a bookstore. It's about an exchange of ideas. Steve Bannon wasn't bothering anybody. He was quietly looking at books. He was our customer. We are not going to tolerate this. And you know what? Business at that bookstore got better. The Red Hen's business is suffering. When you don't suppress speech, 
when you defend it, when you defend freedom of expression, when you're a bookstore owner that says, we're a bookstore, my personal politics don't matter. We exist so people can learn and, 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 and share their thoughts. We don't care what your political affiliation, we want you in here <clears throat> debating from polar opposite sides of the issue. We want you buying our books and learning it. The business booms. People say, yep, good guy, right? Good business. I want to spend my money there. And so this, this leftist, really ideological terror we lived under during the Obama administration, those days are gone. Those days are long gone. Wow, got a lot of comments today, guys. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Where were we? Where were we? Don't forget, there's a Sadiq Khan counter balloon and pro-Trump rally on Saturday, but the BBC won't tell you that. Yeah, I heard about that. I was actually talking about that with somebody yesterday. It looks like the uh, Sadiq Khan balloon already has like $40,000 funded and, and more was coming in. More was coming in. Let's see. I've got a lot of comments here. Okay. Uh, cool. Really hoping Trump connects solid Farage and the baton of UKIP and Sir Boris instead of wasting time on Mather or Moner. Well, a lot of moving parts in that one. A lot of moving parts in that one. Robert Jackson said, I don't have money. I can't donate at the moment, but I shared your feed on Facebook. Hope your stream grows. Robert, more than enough. Thanks for doing that. That is really great support. Would not appreciate it more. Special mentions. Jackson, I really appreciate it. And uh, your comments over the last couple of days have been exceptional, Robert, as well. King James says, Bush Republicans do not want Trump to succeed. Senator John McCain delivered the fake dossier to FBI. Yes, on both counts. And they don't want it to succeed because John McCain admitted as much in a tweet a couple of weeks ago. He's a globalist. He believes Americans are globalists. They're not. John McCain is a dinosaur. The Iron Wolverine, good morning to you as well. John Zeeland says, the Canadian fake press are starting to turn... The shiny phony over NATO, yeah, they're going to do that. They're going to do that. But again, the results are there. The results are there, and there's nothing you can do. Results speak for themselves. The NATO nations are stepping up. They committed to $33 billion more. Trump's going to... 777, got to address this again. Kavanaugh is an SES member along with his wife. SES is not a secret society. It's a pay scale in the U.S. government. Please, people... Please stop believing these conspiracy theory lunatic sites. One of my best friends on the planet. The most conservative guy you'll ever meet. Ideologically, one of us is SES. All it means is he's been a federal agent in the same agency for 27 years, was promoted to responsibilities above the GS pay scale, and he goes into the SES pay scale. It just means your executive level management. It just stands for the Senior Executive Service. Your pay goes from about $160,000 a year to about $180,000 a year. You manage more people. That's it. That's it. You're not inducted into a secret society. You're not given a secret tattoo or a brand. There's no secret ceremony. You just get more money in your paycheck and you get a promotion. We need to stop with this SES. Federal judges are SES. Because of the salary. That's all it is. The information these conspiracy sites and this QAnon nonsense is giving you is really terrible, terrible information. It's terrible information. Donald Trump is SES. Are you aware of that? Donald Trump is SES. The peop, Jim, the, there are people in the White House who you like. They are SES. General Flynn 
friend of mine, would have been SES as he, had he stayed at the National Security Council. It's just a pay scale for the most senior people in the government. That's all SES is. It is not a secret society where people get together in dark rooms and plot the demise of the world. And, and these sites that tell you it is, they're doing you a tremendous disservice. A tremendous disservice. James Farmer says, good morning. Ron Baggett says, Red Wave in November. Bumblebee Productions donated to Super Chat. Thank you, Bumblebee. Says, keep up the awesome broadcast. Oh, I love doing this. Of course, I'm going to keep it up. I love bringing this to you. Every and we're going to grow the show. And every day I'm noticing our numbers grow a little bit, a little bit. We wanted to work out the kinks. Then we're going to start marketing it more heavily. Trump, G. Graham says, Trump doesn't take a wage, a salary. No, he donates his salary every quarter to other programs in the United States, but he's still paid at the SES level. Senior executive service, that's all it means. Just management. Because if you're a GS-15, which would be equivalent, say, in the FBI or the, or the DEA, that would be equivalent to like a lieutenant or a captain in a police department. Well, somebody's got to be above you. And the government scale ends at 15, so you go to SES. That's all it is. That's all it is. Different pay scale. It's a different pay scale. So that's it. And I, I, I like to see, here's the thing. I don't expect most people to know those kinds. Of There's no reason for you to. I worked inside government. I also analyze it every day. So these are things I'm supposed to know. And those that try to make you think that SES is a, secret society or this moron character, QAnon, knows something. They don't. They're doing you a tremendous, tremendous disservice. Remember, if all anybody is ever telling you is what you want to hear, chances are they're not real. This QAnon nonsense tells people what they want to hear. That's not how the world works. You're going to be disappointed. Not everything is going to work out the way you want it to. There is not some cabal going on where Robert Mueller and Trump fist bump in the middle of the night and Jeff Sessions comes in with a big file, the silent assassin, and Rosenstein comes through another door and they all sit down and go, okay, here's how we're taking down Hillary and nobody sees it coming, boys. It's not happening, guys, girls. It's not happening. I hate to burst your bubble. It's not happening. General Flynn is really being maliciously prosecuted. I'm a friend of the Flynn family. I speak to them often. Mike Flynn, the son, is a good friend of mine. The general and I speak. The man is being maliciously prosecuted. I speak to people inside DOJ. I love the president. Jeff Sessions is MIA. He's checked out. We have no attorney general right now. We have no attorney general right now. Rod Rosenstein is running DOJ. appears maliciously. A lot of things here don't add up. You got to listen to the people telling you the truth. Me, Tom Fitton over at Judicial Watch. Andrew McCarthy. Over at National Review. I'm typically not a fan of National Review. Andy McCarthy is the exception. He does an amazing job with his analyses. Over there. Listen to these people. They're telling you what's really happening. Not fictional characters on the internet who, who are doing really what Nancy Pelosi does. Like I talked about at the top of the show. They're relying on people who aren't gaining their own, gleaning their own information, obtaining their own information, telling them what they want to hear and those people are running with it as truth. It's exactly what Nancy Pelosi's doing to the left. That's what the QAnons and these other conspiracy theorists are doing to the right. That's what they're doing to the right. 
And uh, let's see. Uh, Brian London says Andy is brilliant about Andy McCarthy. He really is one of my favorite legal analysts, Brian. I think he is absolutely outstanding. Not only is he outstanding, he looks at it through the lens of a non-emotional, brilliant prosecutor. And he understands criminal procedure arguably better than most anybody. And I, I really, I think out of that 100 or so analyses of his I read over the last year, year and a half, he's only been about 40% wrong on one. I mean, his success rate is like 99.999999%. You can take Andy McCarthy. And he wasn't even really wrong. He made a miscall on, on one ruling on a motion. I mean, the guy literally is about 100% accuracy. 100% accuracy. <clears throat> And 777 is saying this again, and I'm going to only reiterate what I said because I need people to leave this show with good information. The past three administrations used SES to take control of the government, not all are bad, but most. Doesn't work that way. A DEA person who's paid as SES probably doesn't know the FBI person who's paid as SES. It's not like everybody who's SES gets an email. It's a pay scale. All it is. You're really, you guys are really not understanding this. Anybody at the head of any agency is SES. Jeff Sessions, who many of you believe through Q, is a white knight, a silent assassin. He's SES. It just means senior executive service. I get very frustrated, very frustrated with the amount of terrible information being imparted, and I care about my audience. Robert Jackson asks a good question. Why do you think Ben Shapiro takes every chance he can to dig at the president? Do you think he's a rhino? Let me say this. I don't agree with Ben on the president. I don't agree with Ben on some of the dings because I think the right has to be sometimes as galvanized as the left and sometimes we can't afford to be objective. We've got to fight like they do. That all said, Ben gets a bad shake sometimes. People think he's obnoxious or rude. Or... I've had nothing but nice personal interactions with Ben Shapiro. We don't agree. We've gone at it on Twitter a little bit, but every time I've ever been in a room with Ben, he's been nothing but a nice guy to me, me to him. We've had a nice conversation. Uh, Kurt Schlichter, who has a show here on The Rebel, one of my very, very close friends. He and Ben are, are, are good friends. Kurt is actually Ben's lawyer. Kurt represented Ben Shapiro in the suit against Clockboy. Remember, nice clock, Ahmed, during the Obama administration. Uh, ben Shapiro uh, was sued by the kid for calling him out. Kurt won that suit, and then Kurt and Ben's legal team down in Texas just won the appeal. Uh, so, you know, ben, ben and I have mutual friends. I, I, I disagree with him politically on his criticisms of the president. I disagreed with his never-Trump positions, but never been a bad guy to me. I, I, quite frankly, guy's always been a really nice guy to me, and, and I've had nothing, nothing but good experience with him. Let's see. Let's see. I think Trump is only meeting. Somebody said uh, they don't like sleeve tats. I will tell you this, though. Everything on here has meaning. This has to do with my time in NYPD and 9-11. It's not done just to be done. I think Trump is only meeting in May so he could have tea with the queen and not out of respect for his British mother. Well, no, I think he's got to meet with Theresa May because we're the UK and they're the UK and we're the US. And we've been great allies for a couple of hundred years now. So I think he's uh, got no, uh, he's got no choice. <clears throat> Let's see. Where are we? Uh, Miss Pig, Little Pig says, I watch JWM. So you mean Judicial Watch a lot. Yes. <clears throat> Lawrence Hopkins. Interesting point. The Electoral College is the only way to live and vote in a, free, in a society of free men and women, especially with voter fraud. I agree. 
And if you see what's going on now, and we're going to talk about this a lot more on tomorrow's show, gerrymandering, redistricting, to push more congressional seats to Democrats. I'll go in depth and explain, but the guy leading that charge is Eric Holder, the former attorney general. He's the, the lead lawyer on many of these gerrymandering lawsuits seen around the country, of course, enabled by Barack Obama and the money Obama is bringing into this whole thing. And so... 777, uh, so G. Graham says 777 is speaking to those people that stay around longer than the administration and keep the agenda going. I agree with that. That's the deep state. However, most of those people are not SES. They're GS-14s and 15s. SES typically come and go with the administrations, except for those more operational people. The senior SES people typically come and go with new administrations. So if anything, if you understood the true nature of SES, you'd know that they're the most expendable in government. Your deep state are guys like Peter Strzok, who's not SES. He's a GS-14 or 15. The guy that can't be fired, that's in the regular government pay scale, that's dug in, that has all the top secret intelligence. See, if people really understood the way it worked, they'd understood the terrible information they're getting from the conspiracy theorists who want to say things that sound sensational but aren't rooted in fact. And I'm glad you brought that point up, G, because it, it, I wouldn't have really thought to explain it in that way. Loki707 says, there was a time that I would research outlandish, claim, outlandish claims made by leftists online. Then they turned out to be flat-out lies or misrepresentations of the truth every time. I don't anymore. But you got to also research the outlandish claims of conservatives and conspiracy theorists. You got to do that because you're going to find the same thing shakes out in the end. Um, let's see what else we got here. They took <laughs> John Dillon says Ben Shapiro and Kurt Schlichter took the hands off clock boy. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Driscoll had quoted Trump. We're going to win so much you'll get sick of winning. Well, that's the one place that I disagree with the president. I'm never going to get sick of this much winning. I'm not, his own son said that actually I was, uh, at an event with Don Jr. and he got on stage and he goes, I disagree with one thing my dad said. I rarely disagree with him. He was wrong that I was going to get sick of winning. And I think most Americans would agree that that's the one time Donald Trump was wrong, one of the few times. We will never get sick of winning. YouTube and Facebook are funding their own branded news. What do I know about this? Not so uh, sure if they're funding their own branded news. I saw that YouTube is putting about $25 million into trying to combat fake news and vetting stories. So... Clearly, we know that they're going to call left-leaning news real news and right-leaning news fake news. You're smart enough to do your own research. I'm not worried about that. Let's see what else we've got here. Ghouls of the Graveyard says, I love Metallica. I really like Metallica as well. Good comment. Yeah, Stormy. Oh, uh, yeah, this is good. Yeah, John Zeeland says, Stormy got pinched for groping an undercover cop. Yeah, Stormy Daniels got arrested at a strip club in Ohio for getting a little too handsy with an undercover cop. Her lawyer, Michael Avenatti, is crying about it. I tweeted at Michael Avenatti this morning. People arrested because of Michael Avenatti seeking attention. Stormy Daniels won. Michael Cohen zero. Hashtag winning. I don't think I added that hashtag. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's great. And that is why uh, Lawrence Hopkins says that is why their status needs to change. Maybe 10-year terms for upper management government employees. No, no need for that. Somebody should be able to have a job. They're not a term. They're just an employee. If I applied to work, before I left the NYPD, and decided to go into the private sector. I was, uh, uh, I had um, offers 
to go into the next phase for the Secret Service and the U.S. Marshals. Now, if I had chosen down those career paths and rose to upper level management, deputy director, why should my career have been limited? Why? Because of some conspiracy theorists thinking that my pay scale meant I was part of a secret society? So I appreciate your comment, but no. I think somebody that my, my very good friend who's SES in a federal law enforcement agency, DEA, he's been there 27 years. He's done everything right. Most patriotic, conservative guy I know. Why should his career be limited? He's going to retire in about a year or so. He's just done. But um, he wants to retire and relax. But he should be able to go there. Well, right, appointed, but appointed positions typically leave with the administration. So if you're an appointed position, Lawrence, you're, uh, you're um, going to leave with the administration anyway. The next person coming in either has to reappoint you or you're out. Or you're out. Yeah, G. Graham says Facebook pledged 90 million of that fake news. They're going to do the same, though, but we knew about that. We knew about that. On the topic of the mainstream media seeing, this is by Felix Cote, on the topic of the mainstream media seeing their stories boosted on YouTube feed, the only thing I see happening here is them disabling their comments for five minutes as they get hammered for lying. Yeah, I like that. Easton guy, how do I feel about Trump's obsession with Ivy League graduates? He is, he's impressed with Ivy League graduates. What are you going to do? Look, people are products of their own experiences and successes. Clearly over his uh, 40 years in business, Ivy League graduates served him well. They made him a very rich man. He knows what he knows. Do I think they're always the best at what they do? No, I don't. I think uh, people that have gone to non-Ivy League schools are often very hungry, very aggressive. Not as, uh, they don't have that sense of elitism. But the guy won the election. His call. It's his call. Diane Wolverine says, nice tattoos. What do they mean? Well, up here is my version of the Gadsden flag. Don't tread on me. I'm a big Second Amendment supporter. This is a little tribute to 9-11 and capitalism in America. That's the, if you can see this, is would normally be the serial number on a bill, but it's the date, 9-11-01. The number of people killed. This is my old NYPD shield. Names of a couple of uh, friends that were killed that day. So everything I have here is meaning. Uh, this says, fortune favors the bold. Uh, for other reasons, pretending to my time in the NYPD. So everything I do has an actual reason why it's permanently on my arm. Uh, King James says, respectfully, sir, I do agree that SES the pay scale. However, originally, President Carter used SES to allow private industry experts into government so the federal government would operate better. Sure, but if you want to bring in top talent, you got to pay them. You got to pay them. You can't expect somebody to come and work for the Department of Treasury, somebody who is very successful at an investment bank, who can solve problems, to work for peanuts, which is unfortunately what government pays. I have no problem with those pay scales. I have no, no miracle. Do I believe the 9-11 official story? Yes, I do. You saying that's weak again. You're listening, and I'm going to say this, and I don't mean to insult you. I'm glad you're watching. You're listening to moron conspiracy theorists. I was in New York that day. I had friends die that day. The official story is the real story. But again, idiots, idiots, and I'm going to call them an idiot, like Alex Jones, insulted the victims. They insulted the dead innocents and the dead first responders. I have zero tolerance for 9-11 conspiracy theories. I have zero tolerance for Sandy Hook conspiracy theories. I walked through too many crime scenes. I know too many of the people. I was downtown on 9-11. I stepped out of my building. I watched the plane hit. Then I watched the second plane hit. 
I was not even half a mile north. So yeah. Yeah. The official story is the real story. Uh, <clears throat> 777, you really don't understand how SES works. You really don't. You're saying SES doctrines were changed by the Obama administration, allowing members to be installed without coming through the ranks and without background checks. Simply not true. You've never had to come up through the ranks to be appointed. For example, the administrator of DEA is an appointed official. Former Congressman Asa Hutchinson was a great DEA administrator. He was appointed. He didn't come up through the ranks of DEA. He eventually went through his background check, but he had his congressional non-disclosure agreements. You got, you're getting very, very bad information on how this all works. And I could do a whole show one day on it. Right. Tumas Natag, I hope I pronounce Deep State has always been permanent staff. I only got to GS-12 and had no secret tattoo. And he says, hi to Ezra and David Menzies. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and let me tell you what. GS-12s, GS-13s, they're doing some of the best work out there. Those are the street agents. They're great. Oh, God. It, it, 777, stop with Building 7, please. I'm not going to engage in 9-11 conspiracy theories. I'm not. They're ignorant. They're stupid. And anybody who's spewing them to you doesn't deserve to have a broadcast voice. It's disgraceful and disrespectful. And I really encourage you. I really encourage you. I really encourage you to, to do some real research. Because Rosie O'Donnell believes 9-11 was an inside job as well. You want to be in the same league as Rosie O'Donnell? Yeah. I don't. I don't. This is, uh, let's see. <laughs> Richard Driscoll is telling people, uh, yeah, see, I, I just don't deal. In, guys, I don't deal in conspiracy theories because I've lived in the real world. I policed one of the worst areas in New York City for many, many years. The truth is usually far more brutal far more dangerous, and far more disappointing. Conspiracy theories are great theories that tell you what you want to hear. To either alleviate your frustration, as is the case with Russiagate, Obamagate, or to explain something very tragic because you don't want to believe the reality. And the people that spew them, the Alex Joneses who have gotten very rich, lying and spewing conspiracy theories, making up things about 9-11, and I say lying, because I, I've watched Alec Jones say that this is a, a Russian airbase in upstate New York. And friends of mine and I laugh our butts off because my uh, a girlfriend I had in college, her family lived down the block from, well, down on the line, a couple of miles away. It's a rural area from that facility. And it's just an old airplane junkyard. And Alex Jones was, was, knew that. He knew that. And he was flat out telling his audience factually untrue things. It's terrible. It's terrible. People saying Sandy Hook was a conspiracy theory, an inside job. They were crisis actors. Kids weren't killed. It's disgraceful. I know two of the troopers that went into that school, they'll never be the same with what they saw. It's so terrible, so disgraceful to push these conspiracy theories. Horrible. Horrible. It's horrible. Really. Let's see what else we got here. We have a lot of comments coming in. A lot of comments coming in. Robert says that he hates that I'm closed off to 9-11 questions. I'm not. I'm not. But friends of mine were in the buildings. My former partner was one of the detectives tasked with escorting the structural engineers. I, you guys really, you're getting your information from thousands of miles away and years later. I'm 
Literally. Mine came from ground zero. Being downtown. Guys need to start listening to the people who were there. And stop listening to morons who were a thousand miles away trying to profit off the tragedy. Off the tragedy. This is one that I think very personally. It gets me really upset. Right, and Mrs. Little Pig says, we all deal with tragic events in different ways. And we do. And we do. And we do. Yep, Trump is arriving in the UK. <laughs> ben Thompson wants me to shout out to Dave Snedden for missing the gym. Dave, go to the gym. I try to make it every day, even with a busy schedule. It's worth it. You feel better. You feel better. Uh, let's see. No invite to get on live stream. Um, yeah, we're going to start pushing those out on Facebook. Believe it or not, Facebook has been, I spoke to uh, one of the powers that be over at the Rebel yesterday, and he said Facebook has actually been blocking our ads for the show. For the show. Uh, let's see. This is, uh, I, I love, Noam, I love reading your tweets, your, your, your comments, because you're just factually wrong. Again, you're getting your information from people that were not there, people that don't understand what happened on 9-11. John Zeeland, why isn't Greenpeace protesting the Russian pipeline in Germany? Isn't that funny? Because they know Russia will sink their ship. A rainbow warrior will go right down if they get in Russia's face. There was a great video of a, it was presumed to be a UK soccer fan jumping on a Russian police car. It wasn't the UK. UK cops beat, the, uh, the uh, Russian police beat the hell out of that guy. Beat the hell out of that guy. And now the conspiracy theories are coming fast and furiously. And I just, guys, I'm sorry. I don't entertain them. I don't entertain them. Because all the things you're saying were gleaned off conspiracy sites. Not the real. Robert Jackson says he wants to hear my explanation of Building 7. Do you understand the amount of kinetic energy that was released when the towers came down? It's rudimentary engineering. Rudimentary engineering. I sat in one of the court hearings when I lived in New York where structural engineers from around the world explained it. But you, by all means, listen, Alex Jones, PhD, Professor Alex Jones. Yep. And it's really the last I'll say on that because I won't engage in conspiracy theories, but I do want to. I do want to give you good information. I want to give you good information, but it's very, very sad that so many still believe nutty conspiracy theories. And it's really sad that people make money off of them. It's really tragic that people make money off of conspiracy theories. It's, uh, it's terrible. And that's why, but look, it's happening now. It's, we're seeing it with what we talked about earlier in the show with Judge Kavanaugh's confirmation. He bought baseball tickets, therefore he must be a credit card deadbeat. We're seeing it with Trump and NATO. He wants us in World War III. Trump saying, uh, taking a hard line on Germany, buying oil from NATO. Buying oil from NATO is actually him going soft. Uh, buying oil from Russia is him going soft on Russia. No, not. Conspiracy theories sound great. Uh, the Jeff Sessions, the silent assassin, is going to take down Hillary Clinton. But sadly, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. There is no, there is typically things are what they are. Things are what they are. 9-11 wasn't an inside job. <laughs> you know, the SES is not a secret society. Jeff Sessions and Robert Mueller don't fist bump in the night secretly plotting to take down Hillary Clinton, 
General Flynn is not going to be cleared of all charges and Hillary arrested in the courtroom. No, it's not going to happen. Guys, I, I try to bring you the facts. If you don't want them, well, that's another thing entirely. I love that you watch. I'll debate you all day. I'll debate you all day. All day long. But I've said what I'm going to say on 9-11. I'm not going to go into that anymore. Because I, I, I stopped entertaining those conspiracy theories years ago, but we had enough comments on that that I, um, that I, I felt it warranted because I did bring it up with my tattoo to get into it. But I do research for it, and I talk to sources. And uh, we, we uh, you know, try to give you the best information. We thoroughly vet our editorial here at The Rebel. So if, you know, I, there are sites out there that don't. There are people out there that'll just say anything because it sounds good. That's not me. I'll never do it. I've never been that guy. I'll never be that guy. I care far too much about my own integrity, far too much about the brand here at The Rebel that I, that I work for. I'll never, ever be, uh, I'll never be that guy who tells you what sounds good. I'm going to give you the truth, even if it doesn't, and I'm going to be doing that for you tomorrow morning at 7.30, right here on Declassified Live, here on The Rebel's YouTube channel. Tune in. Cannot wait to see you guys tomorrow. God, I have so much fun doing it. See you then.